Hello and welcome to our Salesforce United episode, a podcast about Salesforce and people who work with it. Here we discuss engineering discoveries, professional secrets and careers of our guests. I'm Volha Malatilova, a Salesforce enthusiast and, to my delight, your host. Hello, dear listeners and guests. My name is Olga Dmitrieva, and I'm a Salesforce software testing engineer. I'm happy to greet you here today on our podcast devoted to exploring this fascinating world of Salesforce with the help of the best experts and professionals from around the world. Today we have Eric Prod, a Salesforce consultant at IPAM PolSource. Eric has been working in the Salesforce ecosystem for the past 13 years. He started his Salesforce career as a Salesforce support analyst. Like many others, he came across the platform accidentally and hasn't looked back ever since. Eric actively participates in the ANSYS community and posts on his LinkedIn page various educational materials on working with Salesforce. And he has been a Salesforce MVP since March 2021 and the one in Ireland. Hello, Eric. Nice meeting you. Hi, Olga. Thank you very much for having me here. Nice meeting you too. Thank you for being today with us. Um, so, Eric. You've had quite a wide experience and not only in IT, but in the restaurant business as well. I can't but ask about the career shift. How did you make this decision and what was the motivation behind it? And how did it happen that you ended up in Salesforce 13 years ago? The decision was kind of taken from me. Um, back in 2008, if you remember, there was a big recession and uh, the catering business was hit really badly. It was quite hard like to, to work in restaurants at that time, very little staff, uh, a lot of hours, very little pay, I mean, the usual. I knew a little bit about computers, so I decided to go into IT, a low entry level uh, IT job, you know, answering the phone. It was for a pharmaceutical group, so nothing to do with Salesforce at all to start with. This contract was only, only for six months, so I, on the side, I was still looking for another job and I found this job at Salesforce Support and the rest is history, I guess. Um, and now let's switch to your career path. Uh, Eric, you are now working as an experienced consultant and it's quite an unusual position. Could you please give us more details on what exactly your responsibilities are? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, well, I'm a senior business analyst. Um, being a business analyst means being a liaison between the customers and the developers on a project. Uh, we gather requirements from the customers. We try also to steer them in some direction, you know, like when we know that it will or will not work with Salesforce, you know. Then we write user stories, we explain them to the developers, we, you know, we help them as much as we can. We then show the final product to the customer. And since I'm a senior, there's also a bit of training and guidance expected of me like for more junior business analysts. Uh, it seems that it is a very interesting position, composing a lot of responsibilities and directions to develop, right? Like, Yeah, there, there is some responsibility. You know, the fact that you're front-facing with the customer, you need to be on your A game all the time. But that's one of the parts that I enjoy. 
In terms uh, of uh, Salesforce, I know that you've been working with a financial cloud recently, which is relatively new one. How is it different from the standard ones? And in your opinion, if uh, a little bit of the prediction works here, we will see more specific clouds in the future in Salesforce? Yes. Yeah, so, um, all right. So there's two questions here. First about the financial cloud. So, yes, it is a more complex architecture to the, you know, to the core products like sales or service clouds. It's also got a lot more objects. But the good thing is, uh, is that it's built on core Salesforce as opposed to some other clouds where, you know, really realistically, it's a package that you plug on top of Salesforce. So it makes it easier to configure once you have Salesforce experience. As for future clouds, so yes, we we definitely see some uh, some more clouds in the future. The real question is which ones. Obviously, I'm not private to that information, but uh, it will depend on trends, I suppose. For example, last year Salesforce launched in an NFT cloud, so we'll see what happens next. Uh- And I have a general question about Salesforce. Uh, Has Salesforce ecosystem changed a lot since you started to deal with it? Yes, it has, is the short answer. (laughs) Now, um, yes, I've seen a lot of changes in the past 13 years. Um, It probably shows my age as well, but I remember when the only possible automations in Salesforce were workflow rules, if you were, you know, click no code kind of person, or Apex code. And that was it. Uh, as so flows, what we call flows now at that time, I think that if I remember well, they were called visual visual flows or visual workflows. I saw them coming into Salesforce. You know, I was working in support actually when they when they were bought over. So yes, many changes have happened to the core product, of course, but also through all the companies that Salesforce bought over. One other thing that I see that has changed a lot is obviously because the the product has matured a lot there's a lot more experts out there but the expertise is a lot more niche as in you know now you cannot know everything about Salesforce so you will know you will be, be you will maybe be very proficient with service cloud and somebody else would be very proficient with coding for example you just can't know everything anymore and what are the top trends in your mind today? Um, where should one look to develop his Salesforce career? If I was looking into one thing in particular, it will definitely be artificial intelligence, all the Einstein stuff. Uh, Salesforce is really big on it. The, and let's be honest, the whole world is big on it. You know, you've got the big ones like ChatGPT, um, you've got plenty of, um, of artificial intelligence. So. I really think that's where we're going next and that's where the focus should be now. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, And I would like to switch to another topic. Um, Sometimes we forget to praise ourselves for those challenges and obstacles we have encountered and successfully passed. And uh, was it a difficult and at the same time an interesting and exciting path from a support analyst to a senior consultant? What can you say? Right, so I did not become a senior straight away, of course, like this comes with the experience. It was quite scary at first to go from support to a consultant. I had never heard of like 
agile methodology uses stories, sprints, whatever. So there was a very steep learning curve. Uh, you see, support is very task-oriented, but now I was in a project-oriented business, and this is a very different state of mind. Uh, thank God I had a lot of support from my colleagues, even my managers at that time, um, so that helped a lot, but it wasn't an easy transition, for sure. Yeah, and um, what is the most important thing you've learned during your Salesforce career path? I guess it's when you think you know something very well, well you don't, you've probably only scratched the surface. There's always someone who will know more than you. And don't be afraid to ask them or ask around, you know. Also, do not be afraid to fail. Failure is a great way to learn. And finally, we were all beginners at some point. And I am a beginner in so many aspects of Salesforce because, as I said, you know, you cannot know everything. So really, just don't be afraid to ask people. 99.9% of the time, those people will be more than happy to help you. Yeah, these words are really very supportive for our listeners because I hope that there are a lot of people who have just started their Salesforce career and would like to have some kind of support. Thank you very much. Yeah, no, that's very important. Like, you know, just really don't be afraid. So with uh, Salesforce evolving, uh, taking all the evolution into account, what do you love the most about Salesforce? Uh, well, a couple of things again. Um, first, I love how customizable it is. Fair enough, it's also a double-edged sword because too much customization can end up in, a, in disaster, let's be honest. Uh, but it's, it's just great that when there is a, you know, a business requirement, there's a very good chance that you can solve it with Salesforce. Um, another thing that I really love about Salesforce is that it has been the top CRM for many years now. Um, this shows how much work Salesforce has put into keeping innovating. If they weren't, Salesforce would no longer be where they, where they are. So it means that there's still so much to learn. It's a great thing, but it can also be a bit daunting, to be honest. Such an experienced person as you are, what new challenges, what new opportunities do you see in terms of development? Well, as I said earlier on, like uh, AI is going is, I generally believe that this is going to be really big, and I am not too familiar with it. Let's be honest. You know, I mean, you know, I've dabbled with uh, with Einstein and all. So this is where I believe my next step is: just learning a lot more about that and going towards the direction, trying to embrace it instead of being scared of it, which I kind of am at the moment. <laughs> And just curious, have you already used AI in your job? Very little I have. I've used Einstein, you know, for some predictions, but very little ones. And of course, you know, like most people, uh, I've used ChatGPT. Um, I laughed a lot at, the, at some of its answers, but some are very accurate. Okay, we'll see how it changes and hopefully it won't be like in Terminator movies or something or Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not go there. <laughs> 
And uh, while presenting you, I mentioned that you are a Salesforce MVP. And I'm sure that uh, many of our listeners haven't heard about this role of a Salesforce MVP. Uh, could you please uh, tell um, who is a Salesforce MVP and what uh, is the contribution to Salesforce in this role? Sure. So uh, first, there's not that many MVPs in the world. Uh, I counted, I think, this morning, and we're only 114 MVPs in the whole world. 24 new MVPs were uh, selected this year, and they're included in the 114. On top of it, there's also 177 Hall of Fame members. These people, they've achieved five years of consecutive MVP nomination, well, MVP renewal, and they will remain in the Hall of Fame for life. It's a great honor to be an MVP. There's really three pillars in uh, as an MVP. You need expertise, so you should be knowledgeable about Salesforce. You need leadership, so you need like to seek opportunities to innovate, uh, help people to scale up, and generosity you need to always be willing to share your insights and you know solutions knowledge with other people yeah you super super succeeded in this sphere so our congratulations <laughs> and uh and what are the responsibilities of this role and uh, how can one become an mvp thank you okay so as for responsibilities uh first you're an ambassador to salesforce you know, our aim is really to promote Salesforce, you know, through the use usually of social media, user groups, I mean, anything really to promote. We also, as I said, we need to share our knowledge and help others to succeed. Sometimes being an MVP also gives me access to preview of some features that will be released in the future. Obviously, I'm on an NDA, so I can't tell anyone, even my colleagues, about those new features. Like Sometimes I wish I could, but I just can't. There are other perks, like, you know, I get free certifications, for example. I've got a dedicated Slack channel with other MVPs, so if I've got an issue, I can ask some very, very strong experts here and some others. Now, I think there was a second question about uh, how do you become an MVP? So first, there's a nomination process that happens around October or November. Uh, it's usually like everywhere, you know, if you follow Salesforce or if you envy on social media, you will you will hear about like the nominations are open, you know? So usually you, well, up to last year, you needed to be nominated. Now you can even nominate yourself. All those nominations then go to Salesforce and Salesforce review every single application. Then they reject quite a lot of them. Those the remaining applications or nominations, I should say, now go in front of us, the MVPs, and we can also give our feedback, obviously, to the ones that, you know, that we know or that we know of, at least. And then finally, Salesforce does a final review. And the MVPs are then uh, announced around March the next year. So bear in mind, there are literally thousands of applications. And in the end, only a few get selected. As I said, this year, there's only been 24 new MVPs. Also, when you're already an MVP, you go through the whole process as well. The only thing that you don't need is the nomination. But you need to promote yourself to explain what you've done during the year uh, in order to keep your, your status. 
what do you think people get nominated for? You need to be very quite active on social media. Uh, whatever social media it is, like, you know, it could be, well, the main ones, obviously, like Twitter and LinkedIn. But also, you know, this, the Salesforce community is quite important. For example, I personally am quite active on the answers community of Salesforce, uh, you know, where I answer a lot of questions. I'm not... I'm not on Twitter very often, a little bit on LinkedIn, but you know, really for me, it's the answers community. I follow the three principles of the MVP program, uh, most of all, you know, having the knowledge and sharing it with others. So yes, basically you need to be a bit loud on social media and, um, but you don't need to only be loud. You also need to be loud for, for, the, for a good reason, you know? Sure, not just post memes or something, right? <laughs> yeah, well, yes, that, I don't think that will uh, that will give you MVP, but yeah, you never know. So there is this question, I think, would be topical and uh, quite uh, interesting for many of our listeners because we definitely have a wide audience among those who are very new to the ecosystem. Uh, how can you advise uh, someone on gaining the first Salesforce experience? Someone is just starting and wants to test the system even while preparing for the first certification, for example, uh, what would you recommend for a freshman? Right, so there's a couple of things here. There's how to, I guess, test your knowledge or improve your knowledge of Salesforce uh, for, for this. Well, obviously, go to, go to Trailhead, uh, open a dev, uh, a dev org, and they're free, you know, you can then customize it as much as you want. Uh, look for new releases as well. Uh, just before new releases, just before maybe a month before before a new release, you can have a a dev org or a trial org that will be on the already on the new release before any customer actually has it in their production environment. So you know you can always keep up to date with um, with the new features. As for getting the first job, well, obviously it's the hardest bit. Uh, it always is, isn't it? But there's a few things that you can do to, uh, you know, to help you. Like first, maybe find a mentor. You can find them, uh, you know, on LinkedIn through the Trailblazer community. There's even like a mentoring program done uh, by Salesforce. Actually, there's more than one. Um, you can also look for companies that hire fresh graduates. Uh, I know, you know, uh, there there's plenty of agencies or consulting companies that would actually look for graduates. The numbers are limited, but they're there. Make sure you join your local user groups. I think every country in the world now, and if you're in a big country like the US, every state has at least one user group. You don't need to be face-to-face, uh, -face, you know. Usually you'll be able to, to join remotely. Follow people through social media. LinkedIn, Twitter, all of them again, uh, plenty of us out there. If you go to Trailhead, you will find there are even some groups that are specific for job seekers. Usually those groups are quite US-centric, let's be honest, but there are a few job offers there um, for Europe and the rest of the world. Keep up to date with the technology. So as I said, you know, when there's a new release, ask for a, one of those uh, orgs that are already on the new release so you can test it. No. But really, the biggest thing here is your network. So don't be shy, meet people, follow them. People will be more than happy to help you.
as a freshman myself, I can confirm that it is very, very useful uh, advice. <laughs> Great. Coming back to your personality, I believe that all people are shaped with something. And um, could you please name one book that influenced your life the most, one movie you're willing to watch repeatedly, and one song that you will never skip in the audio player? Right. Okay, let's go there. Uh, movie, it has to be Back to the Future. I don't care what people say, best movie in the world. Uh, was done, I think it was in eight, back in 85. And you know what? I think it hasn't aged too badly. And it's just great. For songs, I would go with probably Wish You Were Here by the Pink Floyd. Um, just, you know, one of those songs, like you can just listen to it all day long. It could be on repeat and I wouldn't be bored. Uh, the book is a lot harder. I genuinely cannot think of a book that actually shaped my life. So I go with books that I could read all day long and call me a big child if you want, but it has to be the Harry Potter se series. Love them. Just love them. Uh, I'm actually rewatching the older movies at the moment. So yeah, I'll go with that. Uh, and if to sum up, uh, what usually helps you to find strength and inspiration to achieve your career goals? loaded question here <laughs> uh, well first i love helping others uh, so you can see that in the answers community but also through my through my job like you know as being a business analyst i'm here to help a company achieve a goal at the same time i'm lucky i work in a business that i really enjoy that helps a lot now for little tricks um well i'm old school I don't want to say my age, but <laughs> it's, uh, I'm old school. So pen and paper to the rescue all the time. I usually start early enough. Uh, I, one of the first thing I do is I jot down all the things that I need to do during the day. It could be, you know, prepare for, you know, meeting at 12 and do this, do that, whichever. So all my tasks, then I prioritize them. There are some that are needed right now, some, well, to be fair, it can take a week. It really depends what it is, you know. Um, the goal here is to have all the tasks crossed off by the end of the day, if you can. So let's be honest, it doesn't always work that way, but sometimes, sometimes some tasks can be done the next day, hence why I prioritize them first. One last piece of advice that I find is very important. We talk about it a lot more now, but still not as much as, as it should be spoken about. It's do not forget to take breaks. Um, it's easy to forget it when you're busy, you know. Head down on your keyboard, click, click, click. But you cannot be at 100% all the time. Taking breaks, it could be just five minutes here and there, you know. They will, those breaks will actually help you to be more productive. Please, please, please do not forget about your mental health. There are so many people that, you know, just work hard and that's all they do. And unfortunately, at the end, they crash and burn. So do not forget about your mental health. Yeah, thank you for bringing up mental health. I think it's very important. Uh, yeah, to all our listeners, um, if you hear us right now, take a nice walk in the forest on the nature because uh, I think there is nothing more refreshing than just going outdoors whenever you can and spending time with the loved ones. 
Yeah, nice words. And um, Eric, uh, thank you very much for joining us today. It was a very interesting talk full of insights about the career path, different challenges and opportunities which one can have when finds his dream job. So uh, the most important thing is to make a plan and follow it. And I wish all of us luck and success in it. Thanks. Thanks very much for having me here. Had a blast. Thank you, Eric. And uh, to our listeners, if you like what we're doing, please share the podcast, leave some comment. It will be a very big joy for us. And you can become our next guest. Just hit in the comment section. Thank you. Bye-bye.